Yes. It's Monday, and we are back after a one-week absence with Neha, the breath yogi. Neha, welcome back. Thank you. I missed you guys. I missed you too. So here we are at the CXM Experience. Uh, Of course, I'm your host, Grad Khan, CXO or Chief Experience Officer at Sprinkler. And I'm here with Neha. Neha, you're going to take us through some exercises to kick things off, to get us in the zone. Then we're going to Mm -hmm. talk about, it's still May, so we're going to talk about Mental Health Month. This will be our our last chance to talk about, oh no, no, we have one more. We have two more more. chances to talk about Mental Health Month in May, So because it's a 31-day month, so we'll do that. And then we'll end with another breathing exercise. So I, I, I wish you've had a very long day. Uh, this is near the end of my day right now that we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say that um, uh, I think I've had like a series of about 15, 15 minute meetings. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, and so, uh, so I'm feeling a little vegetable like right now. So I need some, I need, I need something to center me. I give me a, would be a good breathing exercise to get me reconnected. And I want to try to have a, a really rest of my, I want, I've still got stuff to do today. I don't, mm-hmm. my day's not over. So I, I need something that brings me back to um, focus and center. I want to feel like it's uh, 6 a.m. again. And I have just the thing for you, Grad. I thought like, you might. I thought you and might. Lo- <laughs> and like we always talk about, you know, breath provides 60% of our energy requirements. So. Right. Let's do some breathing. Let's get right to it. And I think today for centering and energizing, why don't we do something called the alternate nostril breathing? Have you ever tried that before? No, let's try that. Yeah. So it's very simple. Um, As the word says, we will alternate between breathing from one nostril at a time. Okay. And uh, the body is relaxed and just follow along. And the focus is on the breath, making it effortless and just as much uh you know as comfortably you can breathe in and out so it's not like we're trying too hard and that's one thing i want to talk about before we breathe because it's like everybody's like oh i need to breathe and you try yeah. so hard <laughs> like <do this>. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and what happens is when you try to too hard uh the muscles tense your trachea constricts right so that's actually counterproductive to trying to breathe really deep so the if you want to do some deep breathing just relax do the best you can and it'll be really much more effective so let's get started so um sit up nice and tall if you need you can you know have your back rested against the chair and place your left palm open to the ceiling resting on your left thigh shoulders relaxed bring your right index finger and middle finger to rest in between the eyebrows Take a normal deep breath in through both the nostrils. Close the right nostril with the right thumb. Breathe out through the left. Keeping the right closed, breathe in through the left. Close the left with the ring finger. Breathe out through the right. Breathe in through the right. Close the right with the thumb. Breathe out through the left. And we'll continue. That was one round. You can close your eyes. Breathe in through the left. Close the left. Breathe out through the right. Keeping the left closed. In through the right. 
close the right out through the left and continue breathing out and in from one nostril at a time make the breath effortless smooth and long in on the left close the left out on the right in on the right close the right out on the left continue breathe in from the left close the left out on the right in on the right close the right out on the left in on the left close the left out on the right in on the right close the right out on the left and continue keep the body relaxed make the breath less effortful gentler and smoother and your full focus is on the breath you're following the movement of the breath out and in from one nostril at a time last few rounds in on the left close the left out on the right in on the right close the right out on the left in on the left close the left out on the right in on the right close the right out on the left in on the left close the left out on the right in on the right close the right out on the left and continue just a few more on your own keep your focus on your breath make it smoother and gentler and less effortful then a little bit longer
and the next time you breathe out of the left nostril relax your right palm you can place it on the left right thigh and just keep your eyes closed for a moment let the breath return to normal and just bring your attention inwards for a moment and notice the state of your mind notice what's happening in the body and whenever you're ready taking your own time becoming aware of your body and surroundings you can slowly open the eyes wow that's awesome you're feeling a little relaxed right like you had a little nap yeah no it's been a long day What uh, why is that work? Why is it the concentration on switching? Is that what it is? Yeah, no, there's an entire encyclopedia on you know the left and right nostril breathing and how it's connected to left and right hemispheres of your brain. Really? Wow. And pra- very interesting and practicing this breath and that's the thing I was talking to this other friend of mine and I was like, you know, science today like less than two decades now we have stuff like mri and scans where we can see what's happening before that we didn't have those instruments but what they found out is this breathing in particular strengthens the connection between the left and the right brain the corpus callosum the the bridge that connects the two hemispheres and so it's um it's very balancing and enables you to uh use the whole system the whole brain system of thinking so Makes you more oh, creative. I love it. That was great. Okay, well, speaking of whole brain, yeah, this is the second last week of Mental Health Awareness Month, and you know, you do a wellness break uh, four times a week inside the company. So inside Sprinkler, four four times a day, four days four a times week, a day. Oh, yes, I didn't know four times a day. Well, I'm not Started. in all those invites, but four times a day, four days a week. Well, you, no wonder you're so busy. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Um. So. Anyway, you do a wellness break. So probably, uh, I always like to tell people about the unique parts of sprinkler culture, you know, the sprinkler way and the mm-hmm. things that make us really special. So maybe give us a minute on the wellness breaks and what's in them. And then mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about um, mental health awareness and how you're focusing on that or thinking about that as you think about your wellness breaks. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So wellness breaks in line with the Sprinkler Happier program, which is going to get launched in about four weeks. It's a 15-minute break, and it's five minutes for the body, five minutes for the mind and brain, and five minutes for the environment. So that's how I've divided it up. Okay. And we do, you know, maybe sometimes some simple stretches. Um, I talk about a little bit of some external compassion, kindness, something depending on what the theme is, and then we do five minutes of breathing. So that's how it is, and it's. like the first break is at 4:30 a.m. to kind of like cater to our indian colleagues and asian folks and people in europe so we have 4:30 8:45 a.m. 12 p.m. and 3 p.m. okay and uh so you know there's this whole scientific fact that there's something called the ultradian rhythm that's yeah. like every 90 minutes or so there's a dip in your cognitive ability you know the huh. brain is the brain is a very metabolic act, metabolic it's in fact the most metabolically active organ of our body 
So the goal with these breaks was to provide people the opportunity to just log on for 50 minutes, 15 minutes and take a quick energy break, quick, you know, the breath contributes to 60% of our energy. So it's a quick way to energize and just the next 90 minutes will be much more focused and, you know, productive. Mm, Fascinating. That's very cool. All right. So go ahead. Sorry. And so I've been, you know, every month I have a theme. So I've also been trying to use it as a platform to kind of like in accordance with mental health, like my perception of it is the first things first, you know, fundamentals, let's destigmatize talking about it. You know, there's a host of solutions, but we'll only get there once you acknowledge it. Right. And I want to start by creating a space where we can talk about it just like, hey, I have a doctor's appointment today. Hey, I have a coach appointment today. I have a therapy appointment today. Like nobody thinks about saying that, you know, like there's still a lot of stigma around it. So I've been using the breaks as a platform to have, you know, some leaders come on and share their perspective on it. And I hope you're going to be on it next I week sometime. would be honored and delighted to be on it. Absolutely. I know. I'm working with Sabrina. In. Yeah. Last week we had, um, no, yeah, Wednesday, this Wednesday we had Luca on and he shared his four things and they were really nice. He was like, you know, don't, don't shy, don't shy from asking for help and prioritize your well-being. So he gave his, uh, you know, like his four things to do and breathe so I was really happy when he said breathe. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. And we also formed a We Care team. You know about We Care teams, right? That's another yeah. part of Sprinkler Culture. So we formed a We Care mental health awareness team. And we had a first kickoff meeting. Like we already have like 70 people on it. So if you're listening. <laughs> Potentially not a good sign. <laughs> I mean, we just started it. You're sort like, of mixed, right? You want, you want to have, obviously, you want people to take advantage of mental health yeah, resources. Yeah. But at the same time, when everyone does, then you're like, whoopsie daisies, maybe we're doing something wrong here. Uh, anyway, just kidding. Just no, I mean. Just a joke. No, no but, but, but to your point, Grad, like, I, I think we were just talking about it, right? Like, Cigna, for the first time, is covering behavioral coaching, very interesting. I think that's a great idea because, right. you know, I think to your point, a lot of people just need coaching. Exactly. You know, it's like just and some coaching and some change in behavior makes a huge difference in the way people take their day. And, you know, and that, a lot of people don't have access to that. A lot of people yeah. get that coaching, you know, if they got it at all, they got it from parents or coaches or, you know, but there's not, it's not really part of the school curriculum. It's not really part of what we're taught in college. It's just, it's just something that, we're expected to somehow magically know. Yeah. And I think that's a real problem. So, so if you if you think about kind of the mental challenges and issues that people face, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about what you think the top ones are. And I, I want to push a little bit on the on the principle of you know don't be afraid to ask for help. That's easy to say. It's super duper duper hard for people to buy into that because there's mm-hmm. all sorts of stigma attached to it, and they're mm-hmm. real stigma. And so I don't think you can kind of just say, I'm just not going to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, so I think my, I prefer scenarios where you actually tell people, you know, put people in scenarios where they can be helped, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not just randomly tell them not to be worried about it. Um, there's a, um, there's a, a sort of a, someone once told me I, I was, um, uh, it was, it was a death in the family. 
And, uh, and I said, hey, if there's anything I can do to help you, you know, mm-hmm. let me know. Mm-hmm. Like, very, very genuine offer, right? And the person gave me an answer, which I've never forgotten. She said, that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. If I have to come up with things to give to you to help me with, then you're not helping me. If you want to help me, help me. If you don't want to help me, don't help me. But don't mm-hmm. give me something that just makes you feel good. No, she was not mm-hmm. in a great spot. But, but she was still right. It was still, I wasn't, wasn't thinking that way when I said it. It was, it was coming, I thought, from a good place. But her feedback was basically, if you want to help, help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the same thing with mental health. I mean, if you say things like, you know, don't be afraid of it, blah, 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 people will just sort of file that away. And, you know, but what if you say, I need you to show up Wednesday mm-hmm. for breathing sessions mm-hmm. with Neha, and I'm expecting you there every week for the next two months. It's like, all right. <laughs> like that's how yeah. you get over the stigma, right? Because you, mm-hmm. you create you create mm-hmm. sort of a, a social pressure. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I've just started on the Peloton. I've I've never been a big uh stationary bike rider, but mm-hmm. I'm just sort of getting into it. I'm kind of You jumped from, on the Peloton b- wagon? <laughs> I have jumped on the Peloton wagon. I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. Well I've only done it twice, so I'm not sure mm-hmm. I can say I'm on the wagon. Uh, uh-huh. I am potentially trailing behind the wagon. I see the wagon. Um, uh-huh. I can tell the wagon looks interesting, but I'm not on the wagon. Uh, nonetheless, I did the Sprinkler Life team last night. So there's a bunch of people from Sprinkler all doing Peloton at the same time. They basically pick a class and then do it together. Oh, it was super fun. Everyone's high-fiving each other. And you sort of see the leaderboard. and It was great. I'm going to have to hire somebody, though, so that my leaderboard status gets better. <laughs> so I don't know, but that might defeat the purpose. Uh, but <laughs> but it, was, it was great. It was a lot of fun. But it was interesting because I was thinking, um, it was late in the day yesterday, and then yesterday was another long day. Mm-hmm. And I could think of pretty much almost anything I would rather do than get on the Peloton last night. Right? Probably I could come up with 50 things minimum in a very short period of time that would be more fun than jumping on a bicycle and sweating for half an hour. Mm-hmm. I did really quite enjoy it though. And I'm really glad I did it. And I felt much better afterwards, but that motivation to get on it was tough. What helped me get on was that Dazzle, you know, Dazzle, right? Uh-huh. So Dazzle is part of the Sprinkler Life Peloton group. And she saw that I had accepted the invite to be on the Peloton. And so she got all excited. And she's like, oh, my God, you're going to be on the Peloton group tomorrow. And I was like, oh, I hadn't really sort of thought of it. As, and then and then, then she told everybody, Grad's going to be there. We want to show up. I was like, oh, my God, now I have to go. And so I did. And I, like I said, I was really happy I did it. And I was really happy that Dazzle pushed me. But I do think for a lot of these things, you need you need that extra push. I think it's just, if it's just like come whenever you want to, you'll never go. Yeah, and my answer to that, Grad, is that it's not one approach that fits everyone, right? You could have had and have a like I've had conversations with people who are very introvert, right? Like especially when they're feeling very vulnerable, and for them to be able to even turn around and say that, I don't think that's you know. Sometimes I've had experiences where people have you know not shown up for the next session, but not said something like that, right? So I would say that it's not a black and white thing. Maybe it didn't work for her, but she was clearly not in a great mood and she had the courage to kind of like say what she did, but you tried. Hey, so next time you know that she's the person where you just want her, she expects you to do it. And there'll be people who'll expect you to take permission before doing something. Like, hey, I don't need that. Like, 
there's the other side where people feel like no i'm not helpless i need to do this myself you see what i'm saying so it's yeah you're right it's very complicated yeah and and that's why i think compassion the best question in those kind of scenarios is you know um just if you know the person great if not um i want to help you know and like you ask the question and that's okay that those things happen sometimes and you're not someone who can read people's mind especially in that scenario so i wouldn't be so hard like don't let it stick and prevent you from asking that question to someone else that's first yeah interesting okay and, i have not i've not done it since then yeah. i just do stuff now no and yeah. I, and you know like someone saying something like that especially when you approached her with this really good intention you wanted to help her and then it almost was like you went back into your shell like oh if i don't do yeah, anything pretty harsh. yeah yeah it was pretty yeah. harsh i'll agree with you there yeah no i was uh, shocked by it i don't yeah. know what my face looked like but i was yeah it took me back but i also i was like very understanding i you know she was not in a great spot but i i, I don't know it felt like a rare moment of honesty because when i thought about it i thought well she's got a good point you know having to kind of start composing things to help you with. I was like, oh my, that's the last thing she needed to have act, yeah. like laid on top of her. Yeah. Uh, and so what happens is that, you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't ask, no one helps you because you didn't ask for it. That seems kind of weird too. So, yeah. I mean, it's, a, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting, it's interesting. It's a fine I, it's a balance, you know, it's, very a, fine it's balance, a fine I balance, but I, I want you to not do that with someone else. You know, maybe she, is clearly or she or they i don't know who they are but they clearly have a strong voice they don't fear from speaking their mind but they could be people who don't speak their mind and just that question would give them permission to speak so don't take it so to your heart okay and in her in that response i think there was that empowerment that came through for her even though she may or may not acknowledge so it's a very thankless job right you shouldn't be expecting anything so that's first the second thing i think is if somebody told me and just did something for me i would be like dude hello i can do this myself <laughs> right <laughs> like i'm that kind of person no if you tell me to do something it's never happening okay so uh i see <laughs> like it has to be like a fine balance so that's why we create these opportunities but we can't make it compulsory and that's what the research shows when people have autonomy they tend to stick with stuff longer right so some interesting somebody can show up for a break once twice thrice but then it's like dude the last thing i want you to do is be stressed about de-stressing <laughs> like <laughs> like that's what i tell most of my executives they're like oh yeah i'm so sorry i had to cancel or whatever it's okay dude we're here the last thing i want you to do is be stressed about de-stressing like it's okay you know we've got this time and this is great so it's a balance it's a balance and um i think the thing that i want to really talk about when it comes to mental health is first place to start is your own mental traps there's a lot of judgment there's a lot of stigma and i don't deny that but i think there's a huge judgment in our own mind about it and until you address that no matter what people in your surroundings are talking and you're like oh okay this seems like safe or maybe this doesn't like if it's a big issue in my mind if i associate weakness to therapy 
it's going to take a lot for that to change so i think it's a good time like you know the first place to start is just examining our own sort of mental traps about it what 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 is that inner voice saying and there are certain mental traps like any time you hear the voice saying you should do this or you should not like the word should is a lot of pressure like interesting, interesting. come on yeah. like there's no one way of doing anything and what should like you know so it's very interesting and i invite every person i meet with to not take my word for anything experiment because that's how i've grown right that's how i've kind of figured out what works for me so experiment with it like next 24 hours just be aware of you know what is your mind saying you should be doing and really do you need like nobody should be doing anything like it's a it's a matter of perspective so there's certain mental traps i like your i like your self awareness so you're saying that if someone tells you to do something that's like a guarantee that it won't get done more often than not yeah like until i so agree so let me let me let me experiment so so if i was to say uh neha don't give me a million dollars then you would then want to give me a million is that the, is that the way I mean, the only, is that the way it works the only problem oh, is that no the, the, no so <laughs> it, it's not that the opposite gets done and the only big issue oh, is darn, i thought i had to figure it out no, no the big issue is i need to have a million dollars sitting in my bank to give you but i would give okay, it well, i would if i had them grad for you i would get yeah? it oh yeah really wow oh yeah so nice oh, that is absolutely so nice. money's not going with you you're going to leave all of it here <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'll probably take a couple bucks with me. Uh, a walking around money in heaven. Uh, so, all right. Okay. So if I hear you today, mm-hmm. so what you're saying, and I, I got some good lessons here, which is, you know, don't, don't just apply one, one lens to everybody because everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Be aware that everyone has different ways of approaching things. Mm-hmm. Some like, you know, rhythm, some don't like rhythm. So it's like everyone. So you've got to find the thing that works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then autonomy is important in terms of be keeping people on track. I do agree with that, actually. Mm-hmm. I think if, if people are told to do something, they tend to resist it. Carlos Dominguez has got a great uh, fact. Uh, he uses it as part of his change management discussions. Mm-hmm. But it's, and it's a fantastic change management point. So the, the uber point that Carlos makes is that change management is really hard because human beings resist change. Mm-hmm. Generally, people don't like change. And, and you probably know some people in your life that don't like change more than others. Like I know some people in my life uh, who really don't like change and you know, that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. And it's some that are embraced a little bit more. But Carlos has this great, great example, which is uh, when people have had a recent heart attack, Uh, or some kind of a major heart episode, Uh, they're often given advice to change their lifestyle, Mm. to, you know, to work out more, to lose weight, uh, to, uh, you know, behave differently, like stop drinking, stop smoking, that kind of stuff, and to eat differently, you know, more healthy, more vegetables, more fruit, you know, that kind of stuff, and, you know, less sort of red meat and butter and all that kind of good stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And the... They're given this guidance because if they don't make these lifestyle and food and habit changes, uh, they'll die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but not to put too fine a point on it, but you know, after having that heart incident, they're going to they keep going the way they're going. They're going to be dead in a year. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and so Carlos is like, <laughs> so how many people, so how many people 
when given the choice mm. of living or dying, but you need to make some changes, mm-hmm. how many people choose to die and not make change versus make change and live? How, what would you think the percentage is? I think it's probably 80% don't make any changes. 70 to 80%. That's basically, I think it's 70, 80%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically, almost everybody, most people yeah. choose death mm. over change. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's why mm. change management issues are very hard to make happen because human beings are extremely resistant even when their life is on the line. Mm. Uh, but that's, uh, you know, that, that is just like, that's just the way we are. There must be some, I'm sure there's some survival adaptation that is, is like somehow not changing is a good thing. I don't. I can't imagine what that is, but there's got to be something because people do really hate changing. And it's quite interesting because we live in times that require change. Yeah. And a lot of organizations are struggling with change when it's pretty obvious that if you don't change, you're going to disappear. Mm-hmm. But still, they can't make it happen. It's actually quite incredible. So I think here's where neuroscience can really help. You know, this whole aspect of leveraging and understanding change from a perspective of neuroscience. So, and especially when it comes to people who actually have mental afflictions, right? Like if you have depression, if you're, if you have a clinical diagnosis of depression, there's a different biochemical balance going on in your brain. Like when I had severe PTSD, like I, I knew I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to get triggered, but I would get triggered and then I would regret it. Like six hours gone down the drain. It was because there are certain neural networks that get formed. You know, when we repeat a pattern or behavior, a certain pattern, a certain number of times, that neural network gets formed and gets strengthened over time. And that Mm. is why from a neuroscience perspective, it's hard to change. But it, it is possible. The brain is neuroplastic. And that's why like a little, little change a little change, a little change is good. And from another perspective, from the yogic philosophy perspective, there are three conditions in which people change. Okay, I haven't found a fourth one. They change one out of greed. If you tell, mm. if, if you tell all those people who just had a heart attack, like if you change your lifestyle and stay with it for one year, each one of you will get $2 million. Let's see the adoption rate. Okay. Well, there you go. They're just missing the incentive system. It's going going to go through the roof. Okay. So it's greed. The second is out of fear. Okay. But you're really appealing to the the better side of humanity here. Greed, fear. And the third is out of love. Oh, okay. Well, why don't we start with that one? Jeez, they love greed and fear. Yeah, no, but the the brain, you know, you've heard of the negative bias. The brain sticks to the negative. Like, if you more often than not, you know, so those are the three levers to change. And plus, I think change requires a lot of patience and patience with yourself. Because what happens, that's why New Year resolutions fail. You know, like you have like, 10 things you want to start doing and I'm going to go bike for 60 minutes a day, five days a week. Like that's unrealistic. Two two weeks in and you're done, you know. That's why they don't, they don't, you're not able to stick with it. So micro changes, slowly but surely, 
and then having that accountability like the whole thing you explained with Dassel was she was like your accountability partner now she's already told you didn't show up because you wanted good health you showed up because you couldn't you don't want to lose face right yeah, like yeah, damn right you know, like, damn my it. initial intention my initial intention was good, good though then. my initial intention was yeah. i did want to start using the peloton yeah. more and and it was great and yeah. i kind of i'm going to be on now, by the way i do have actually a physical training session which I'm going to bike to. So Ooh. I am. So I'm, I'm, I'm all sorts of new habits that I'm going on here. And so, and I got to leave for that in a couple okay. of minutes. So why don't we, why don't we do a micro change? Right? Yes. So, so what I want to do is I wanna, I love that. I, I, tell me, yeah, so this will be like, because like this breathing thing I've, I've had literally people have, because a lot of people listening to the show mm-hmm. and I've had people say to me, yeah, the breathing stuff's great. I'm, 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 I'm planning and sitting down and figuring out how to start doing that okay that's great and i and i literally well well is it I, like i said you're planning on sitting down one day <laughs> and figuring out how to start breathing properly like, like why would you just start right that second yeah. like the second you realize you're not doing it correctly just i'm gonna start breathing properly right this day because it's not like you got like what do you have to go you want to go get i mean it's keeping you alive hello uh yeah so anyway so so what mm. if, if someone's like, I don't have time to do the breathing exercises mm. you're giving mm-hmm. me? Okay, what, is there a is there a like a really quick like yeah. a thirty second or I'm one gonna minute? Give you, like, I'm going to give you like a sixteen a micro second. breathing. A, a perfect sixteen a micro second breathing breath. exercise. Okay, so okay, so for all of you who's who've been listening to the show, and all of you have been telling me <laughs> that you don't have time <laughs> to breathe correctly. Okay. Neha's going to give you a 16 second. Now, don't tell me <laughs> you don't have 16 seconds, yeah. okay? And and I want you to do this. I want you to do it because you love listening to the show. I want you to do it because if you don't, I'm going to come get you. <laughs> okay. And I want you to do it because we'll give uh, a million dollars to the world's best breather one day. There you go. Get all the, and, and, get all and, the incentives and, in there. And, you know, like breathing is keeping you alive, by the way, you know, so. And it keeps you alive. I don't, people don't seem to care about that. <laughs> Nobody's afraid of death. It's like, man, I'm a death schmeth. Uh, well, I don't know. Until you have what's going on in India, you know, like then it's crazy. Then they're like, oh, damn it. That's a different issue. Yeah. That's a different issue. Okay. So, all right. So let's do 16 seconds. 16 let's, second uh, breath. And you up. can all do right, this with your eyes open, eyes closed, in a meeting, on your way, okay. whatever. So just breathe in through the nose. In, two, three, four. Hold the breath in. Two, three, four. Breathe out. Two, three, four, five, six. Hold the breath out. Two. That's sixteen seconds. That's actually very helpful. You know, someone says, "I've got this. I've got this crazy, crazy experience." I would call it the, you know, there's like customer experience management. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call this my customer experience unmanagement experience. <laughs> uh, and with this uh, company called mm-hmm. uh, mismanagement, maybe unmanagement. Okay. I don't okay. know. It's it's in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it's a company called Rooms to Go, and I am on a crusade. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to get this fixed. Anyway, so uh, I, I had to, I didn't know what to do yesterday. I was so like out of control. Like mm-hmm. I just, and I actually stopped for a second, and this person was like sitting there, standing there, lying to my face. And I went, I said, I just need a minute. And they're like, what? <laughs> I said, I just need a second. He said, okay. And I said, and I'm just, I said, hold on a second. I went, Oh, 
I don't know. What do you want to tell me now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it works. Breathing out uh, a little longer. Yeah, I don't know if it works or not, but it certainly helped me. <laughs> yeah. It certainly kept me out of prison oh. yesterday. Uh, all right. Great. So, Neha, as always, it was amazing. Thank you very Thank much you. for the CXM experience. I'm Grad Khan, CXO at Sprinkler with Neha, the breath yogi. And we will see you again next time.